Theatrhythm Final Bar Line is out, and I've been spending too much time playing it to hear other gaming news. It's sad this is the final Theatrhythm, or is it? Tonight is February 19th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say, uh, even if. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwell. I come back after a week off and already a level two hype train. Thank you so much for that. And uh, for all the generosity of going above and beyond. But hello and welcome to a Theatrhythm edition. The one Theatrhythm edition I will get uh, for for the next couple of years of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history in this sense, playing Final Fantasy music that's from the past. So, uh, yeah, welcome. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here, thank you so much for being here and for uh, and for witnessing the hype train, even if you are not able to participate in it at that time. I totally understand. Thank you so much for being here. We do tape this show live almost each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, Twitch.com. TV slash vlog network. Uh, so join us live and interact with the show directly. And I'm, I'm going to be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. But we are a podcast. Uh, so we do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is where you can find, um, you can suggest topics for future shows or re- react to pro. Uh, previous shows uh so uh that is uh that's where you can hang out with us during the week uh and and still participate even if you can't be here on sunday nights which i completely understand um so uh i will also say that next week you may or you may not need to play the drinking game next week and i'm going to explain why um, there, there's a drinking game that some people have when I talk about certain subjects theater them not one of them yet uh but uh, uh vr which is something that I've talked about a lot on this show. Uh, February 22nd is this week, and that is the PlayStation VR 2. Uh, I did order it, uh, and I think I was in the first batch, but I'm not sure. What I will tell you is that uh, I am receiving a package from Sony on on February 22nd. It is the PSVR 2 charging stand for the controllers. That I know I am getting... On February 22nd, it's already, uh, I've, I've got the tracking number, I'm watching it go through different FedEx lo- uh, locations, it's going to be here on the 22nd. I do not have a tracking number for the actual headset of the PSVR 2. So, that means next week I may be talking about the PSVR 2. Or I might just have the charging stand... And no controllers to put in the charging stand, but I have the charging stand, and then we'll have a normal show. So uh, you may hear about the PSVR 2 next week. Uh, Peleonime in chat uh, says his uh, is supposed to come on the 23rd. So you're probably getting yours before mine. I, I checked. I have a tracking number for the charging kit because I got the uh, the bundle, quote-unquote. So I have the the bundle with Horizons, uh, the, the call, uh, the, the Horizons game. 
the bundle that came with it because I'm like, well, I'm going to want that anyway. So go ahead and I got the bundle. And then I also got the charging stand for the, the special, the, the dual sense, um, the, 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 the VR controllers. Uh, and the charging stand's going to get here on the 22nd. They haven't shipped, as far as I can tell, they haven't shipped my VR headset. So pod culture's already drunk. Um, but, uh, but I'm not going to be able to talk about it much tonight because I don't have it. Uh, but I do have googly eyes, and I've got my uh, t- uh, sticky tape, so there will be more googly eyes in the house uh, attached to plastic headsets in the near future. Hopefully, it might be next week. It might be the week after. Who, know, who knows? This Schrodinger's PSVR 2, says Mike Deft. That is absolutely true. Uh, and you're probably going to ask next, are you going to stream anything the PSVR 2? No, I'm not, because uh, my PS5 is... It's going to be interesting. I will probably film some stuff. You're going to get to see some fun video because uh, because where my PS5 is, it's it's hooked up. I've got I've got I'm fortunate enough uh, to have built a home theater in my basement, a big 4K home theater. That's where my PS5 is. It is not very conducive to having a VR headset because the PSVR is in this glass. It's in a glass equipment cabinet with a glass door on the front. Uh, it's open in the back. It's ventilated in the back. Um, and uh, so, like, it's, it's not a heat issue because it's, 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 it's safe. Trust me. I had, a, I had a professional home theater company build it. Um, once again, very fortunate to be able to do this. Uh, but it's not very conducive to having a P, uh, VR headset come out of it. So I don't know where I'm actually going to be playing the VR headset. Um, I, you know, and, and so once I figure that out, because like I've got seats in that room, but I don't have like an open space to go around unless I go out in the hallway. So there's going to be, I'll, I'll have my camcorder out and there'll be some, some fun stuff about like my unique situation of where can I play VR when the only place I can play it is in something that's in my equipment cabinet, uh, down in the theater. Uh, but that also means I'm not going to be streaming it. I'm not going to take my PS5 up to my office, uh, even though I absolutely could. There's nothing stopping me from doing that. Uh, I just don't feel like it. Let's put it that way. I, I just I don't want to. And that's okay. You don't have to want to do everything. Uh, so, no, I probably will not be streaming PSVR 2 stuff on my Twitch channel. But I will talk about it whenever it comes and show some video of what I have to do to... Uh, play it in my unique, my very unique, my very, you know, first world problem uh, situation. Uh, it's all first world problems and uh, it's just video games. But I am excited. There's some technology in the PSVR 2 that uh, I haven't had before. I haven't had any kind of haptic in my head because it apparently there's force feedback in the in your head. I don't know what that feels like. And you can't watch a video and learn what that feels like. Um there's eye tracking. I've never worn a headset that actually uses any eye tracking, and it's going to be fun because uh, I have a severe astigmatism. And if you watch on Twitch, you probably have seen it. Uh, but on a, it's a podcast, audio podcast, people aren't uh, usually don't look at my face. And even if they're watching on Twitch, they're probably not looking at my face anyway. They're they're doing something in another tab. But uh, I've got astigmatism. So how is that going to happen? How is that going to work when my eyes start twitching back and forth? How is the VR headset going to react? It happens. I've had it all my life. I'm used to it now. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that reacts and if that actually makes things easier for me to see in VR because it is tracking. And able to kind of look at what my eye is doing. Or does it mess things up? Uh, Because I know some of the games, it's like it looks at where your eyes are looking. 
uh, to determine where you're aiming. And is that is my is the eye tracking going to mess up because my eyes don't work like a normal person's? Um, so yeah, and uh, Paleonimaeus like uh, says, looking forward to what No Man's Sky will look like after the PSVR two patch. Um, and they are getting there is a No Man's Sky update uh, next week. Um, so uh, Sean Murray, it's Hello Games. He does these emoji tweets. Uh, that are kind of like teases and stuff, and there was a snowflake that came out today on 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 social media. So that means that there is a new patch or expedition or something coming uh, with with that. And I, I enjoyed No Man's Sky in VR. It is not a game I'd want to play forever in VR. And I liked the PS4 version of the VR of No Man's Sky more than the the PC version because the PS4 version allowed you to use the flying. You could fly with a controller. And on the PC VR version, because I bought, I double dipped on No Man's Sky. I have it on PS4, which I bought on literally launch day of No Man's Sky, and I bought it on Steam when the PC VR version came out, so I could play it on my Valve Index. Um, the PC VR version forces you to use the motion controls uh, to to for for um, you know playing the game as well as flying. And the way you fly, instead of actually using the thumbsticks like you would in a video game. You actually like reach out and hold a invisible flight stick and you turn you you act like you are pulling and pushing a flight stick, except the problem is there's no resistance. So you're you're basically pretending and when you're in a dogfight, you really can't do that too well. That's that's not a good idea. Uh, at least on the PS4 version, you can either use the move controllers with the PlayStation 4, in which then, yes, you have to do that flight stick stuff with the move controllers. Or, because the PSVR didn't require the move controllers, a lot of people didn't have them, so they were forced to still use the DualShock. Uh, it, they were for, forced to use regular controllers, so I actually preferred playing it in the controller. But No Man's Sky was made to be played on a monitor it was not made to be played in VR, so I pretend to prefer to actually seriously play the game in the way it was intended, which was on a screen and not necessarily in VR. VR is great to, like, look around and maybe, like, if you've built your base, then go into VR and actually walk around your base and be like, ooh, I built this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what that looks like, uh, and, and uh, I'm probably going to pay the money to upgrade Res and Tetris Effect up to the PS5 version. Uh, I'm, I'm pr looking at getting Moss 1 and 2. Uh, I had Moss 1 on the PSVR 1. I enjoyed it. I didn't finish it, so I may rebuy it on PS5 and try it again and, and play through it again. Um, considering actually getting Gran Turismo 7. Uh, so there, there's a lot of stuff that I'm interested in getting. Will PSVR 2 have the staying power after this initial launch? I don't know. Um, I do know that even though I'm not getting my PSVR 2 on launch day, uh, it's not even shipping yet. Uh, apparently pre-orders were not as much as they thought, and they are lowering their expectations of how many units it's going to sell. Uh, yet, I still can't get mine yet. Uh, Rob Roberts says, is it triple dipping if Xbox Game Pass is your third copy? Uh, so technically, I also have it on Xbox Game Pass. However, I will not play No Man's Sky on Xbox for one very, very uh, important, some would say silly, some would say stupid, uh, but it's a very important reason to me. And uh, it's because on Xbox, the achievements for No Man's Sky do not end in a five or a zero. They are not in multiples of five. They are in multiples of eight. And I have a nice gamer score that ends in a zero or ends in a five. I think right now it ends in a zero. 
And so I will not play a game that has achievement point that has achievements that have the points not end in five or zero. It's also why when Final Fantasy 13 2 was on Game Pass, I did not play it. Even though I'm like, oh, cool, I can play it, you know, up-resed and all that stuff. But the Xbox 360 version, its achievements also are like, you get three achievement points for this and six for this. And I'm like, no, cancel out of the game. Don't play it. Dark Tetsia says, so just get five or ten of the achievements problem solved. I don't need that pressure in my life. I do not need that in my life. That is stress that I do not wish to enter my life at this point. So I will play it on my PS5. And I'll play it on my PC where I don't have this issue. Rob Roberts says everyone has their own reasons. It doesn't matter if I'm rolling my eyes slightly. You can roll your eyes all you want. I will be rolling my eyes in multiples of five. Questbuster says your game, your time, your fun. That is right. Thank you. See, Questbuster at least on my side. Thank you so much. Completely understandable. Thank you, Questbuster. At least somebody is on my side. But you know whose side we all should be on? It's Theatrhythm. At least that's me. So you take Final Fantasy, a game series I do love, uh, and and rhythm games and music games and music, things that I also love, and you put them together and you get my favorite game on the 3DS that is literally still to this day in my 3DS. Uh, it is Theatrhythm Curtain Call is the game that's in my th- uh, 3DS. There was Theatrhythm Final Fantasy, and it is a rhythm game for Final Fantasy. And uh, they in Japan, they made a version of this for Dragon Quest. They didn't release it here. They were going to make a theater of them Kingdom Hearts. And then Nomura said, well, I want to do something my way. So I don't want to do just a straight theater of them of Kingdom Hearts because that's terrible. I'm going to make this story jumping things uh, and we're going to call it Mom. And it sucked. Um, I didn't like it. I tried. I wanted to like it. But I was like, I just want theater of them. Like, why couldn't they have just done Theater Rhythm? And it turns out, like, I read something that it was like, yeah, he was tasked with doing Theater Rhythm for Kingdom Hearts. And he's like, no, no, that's not Kingdom Hearts. But Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line is now out here. Uh, it, it came out Wednesday. I actually was able to pick it up uh, in, uh, like, I, I actually pre-ordered the uh, very nice uh, $100 version. And uh, I was able to, uh, it unlocked right at midnight. I was kind of surprised. I did not, they don't tell you on the Switch, because I bought it on the Switch. It's also available on the PS4. They don't tell you on the Switch if, uh, what time something unlocks. On the PlayStation, they give you a nice little countdown clock. And it actually unlocked. I was surprised, because everything I read, like Nintendo first-party titles unlock at midnight uh, in in their time zone. Third-party titles unlock at, like, 3 or 4 a.m. or whenever the eShop refreshes overnight. And some other titles just wait until, like, 9 in the morning or something. Like, you know, it's it's some random time. So they don't really tell you. It unlocked right at midnight. So I was able to unlock and play it. And uh, I've put uh, – it came out Thursday morning at midnight, and uh, I've rolled credits on it. And I have also played it for probably over 20 hours so far. So – uh, I have destroyed my sleep schedule. There were some nights I'm like, oh, it's 5 a.m. I should probably go to bed. But then I'm like going to be like, am I going to go to bed and be like seeing red dots and green dots and yellow dots and green lines and blue things around? Yeah, I, I, am I going to am I going to dream about theater rhythm? And no, I haven't yet. But uh, I, I, I have decided that I, I like playing more than sleeping. 
This happens every once in a while for a game. This is the game for it for me. Um, so Theatrhythm, if you're listening on the podcast and you're like, what is this Theatrhythm? So it's a rhythm game with Final Fantasy songs. There are 300 songs in the base game that is available for $50. For an additional like $20, you get extra 27 songs that are like from CD compilations or more licensed tracks that are harder to get in the main game uh, in the $50. Like they probably had to pay extra licensing fees for it. And then for another like 25 or 30 bucks on top of that, I got all the DLC packs uh, that are going to be releasing over the next year or two. And uh, this uh, this is pretty much the ultimate collection of Final Fantasy songs. Not every song is in there. Uh, some games have more representation than others. Final Fantasy fourteen fans are very excited because there are 32 songs. Unfortunately, none of them are from the most recent uh, expansion, so they're still upset, even though they have more songs from their game than, uh, than any other game. Except for, I'm pretty sure there might be more than 32 versions of battle on the big bridge i'm not sure i haven't counted but it seems like a lot but essentially uh you you have uh notes coming in you know basically circles coming in from the left side and you need to hit a button any button uh and hold it in some cases or use the thumbsticks to flick in a certain direction with the timing of the music and there's either you'll see four dots on the screen and it's you're not actually playing each dot. It's not like frequency or amplitude. Uh, you But um, there there are four dots. And so you hit any button uh, for any of those because those are technically the four members of your party. But then uh, if you uh, sometimes you'll be in one of these wandering stages, which is the same thing, except there's only one dot and you actually have to like go up and down and follow uh, follow a line. But it's not as. Not as exact, which is kind of nice uh, in terms of playing. You don't have to be as exact. As long as you're going in the right direction, you're pushing in the right direction, they don't mind. Um, it works. Uh, it, it works ev even that way. And also, uh, pro tip, if you see uh, the yellow dots where you have to flick in a certain direction and they're like a diagonal, you can really just use up or down. If it's up left, you can go up. If it's uh, if it's down right, you can go down. So you don't need to worry about getting the diagonals. As long as you're in the general direction, it's going to work fine. This is not a very, uh, especially at the, the expert level, which is the second of four levels, um, especially at the expert level, it's a very forgiving game. It's it's very much a something that you would be able to, um, is something that you, you, you won't feel frustrated with this. Now, once you get to the higher levels, then, yeah, yeah, you can get frustrated. But what they kind of did, what's nice is that they have, uh, you can play the ultimate mode, but you can play it in simple mode, which gets rid of all the analog sticks and the multiple button presses. So that you're just trying to hit all the 16th notes in the rhythm, and you don't have to worry about flicking anything or moving anything. So you can actually play some of those harder charts in kind of in a simple mode, and you can still pass any quest or anything like that. Bobby, what are you talking about? What quests? quests yeah so there's a meta game in this uh which is which is always the most interesting part of theater rhythm because you look at it you're like oh it's a rhythm game and there's stuff going on in the background the stuff in the background actually matters as you go through um you will get like a quest for uh for in in the series quest so you basically you'll go through in each game in the base game you know it's so like final fantasy 7 or whatever and you'll have quests and you if you as you clear the songs, it'll say, okay, clearing the song, that's one thing. If you want to complete the song, you need to complete this quest, which is defeat two enemies 
or defeat the boss using ice attacks or, uh, you know, diff- win- clear the song with over 60% HP. So there's a whole metagame underneath this where it's all about what party you choose, what characters you choose. And there's like a hun- over 100 characters from across all the games. And then what spells they have or abilities that they have. And you can assign three abilities that they learn as they level up. And you can also use items to make them stronger or give them other abilities uh, and stuff. So uh, there's a whole game of choosing that. And then there's the summon stone, which drop from enemies. And you can even have characters that are better at getting those stones and getting items and the chests as you go through that also bump your stats. They'll add your add to your XP. They will give you uh, an extra five percent on you know damage and stuff. It doesn't affect your score. Your score in the actual rhythm part does not get affected by any of this. But there is an interesting metagame underneath uh, about, and I've even taken now gotten to the point where I'm going through the quest and I'm actually tweaking my party for each quest so I can clear the quest on the first time through. And that's probably an unsung part of this. It's not complex, so it's not deep. I would actually argue to say that the 3DS versions were a little bit more complex. Carton Call was probably a lot better in this sense than this game is. But that is a, a really interesting element to make you want to go back and play, uh, you know, play songs again or, you know, work on characters. I know that initially the um a lot of people and i even i do this i get a game and i'm like i'm gonna play all the songs with the characters from this game and i did that for a bit and then i decided that i'm not going to do that anymore uh and so i do that some and uh so in the you know i've got to defeat the boss in the quest that just came up on the twitch i'm playing my twitch feed from from wednesday night and uh Rob Roberts says, at me next time. It's not just you, it's me. You know, you notice I'm, I, in this Twitch clip that I'm playing, I've got the characters up. The, the, they're characters from Final Fantasy VII. But I, I've, I've now started to play the little metagame, and I have like all these summon stones. I'm like, okay, so this time I want this summon stone, this summon to come out. Uh, this time I want this. Uh, sometimes if it's one of the, the, the field stages, the summon character actually doesn't come out. So you don't want to p- put in a summon character that adds to summon damage because the summon character doesn't come out. So I'm going in tweaking parties and I've got like, I wish I had more than five presets that I could set. Cause I've got a party that all they do is hunt items. So if I get a quest, that's like gain three treasure quests. I put in my party that has like all the, the item hunters and, you know, like Yuffie's in it and, uh, all the people that are like, I'm really good at stealing items from other people, like Riku. Uh, I steal items, so you know, and all of them are in the party, and I'll get like ten treasure chests in that one song. Uh, whereas if you don't have that, you might only get one or two. Uh, so also one of the things that's really nice about this for for me, and I'm t- keep talking about Twitch, is that they implemented a streamer mode into this and not necessarily for the music, even though there are songs that you really shouldn't stream on Twitch uh, because of licensing. It's out of like the 500, I think there's like 10 or 15 or something that they recommend you not stream on Twitch. Cause you could get DMCA, but, uh, it, but 
what they've Im- implemented is what's called live mode, and it's actually a streamer mode like some top-tier rhythm game players would actually put around the screen that show your button presses. And they'll even, like, if you're on a Nintendo Switch, it even knows if you're using a Pro Controller versus a Joy-Con, and it'll show a different thing. On the PS4, it shows the PS4 controller. It does not show a PS5 controller if you're on the PS5. But you can, But people watching can see, okay, here's, you know, the people in your party, here's their spells... Uh, and, you know, here's the count of how many criticals, rainbow criticals, stuff that they've gotten. Uh, that's a really nice touch. Uh, and I use this a lot uh, as well because one of the places that I play this, remember when I was talking about my fortunate ability to have a 4K home theater? That's a huge screen. It's really actually pretty hard to play rhythm games on a screen that big because you need to be able to see more, you know, you, I actually have to move my head to see other areas of the screen and not just my eyes. But using the live mode makes the screen that much smaller. And so I'm able to play it a little bit more uh, when I am playing down there uh, and, and listening to the tunes on the nice, you know, bunch of speakers I have down there. Um, as Sharon Matt says, the event music stages where you play alongside a music video the games are a really nice touch as well. And they, they had those in Curtain Call as well. Uh, because those stages were done a little bit differently. You actually had to follow along on the touchscreen, but they could not do that here. And those, uh, it's essentially, it's a Guitar Hero rock band setup for those. Um, so, and and those will have, it's it's just like, it's a medley of things from the game. So you will probably think, oh, I'm going to watch this, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch uh, this specific scene from this specific game. No, it's unfortunately, it is like, Yes, even though this song is associated with a specific scene, uh, no, you don't actually get to watch Eris die. Spoiler alert. Um, so uh, it's it is uh, so so they were they're very nice and and uh, there's even you know some stuff from the curtain call. Uh, I will say my favorite songs are the ones that are from the Theater for Them series. You unlock that after you've complete uh, cleared six six series of games. You get the Theater for Them ones, and they've got some really like hard but they're all bangers from like all-star carnival, which is the arcade game and like, you know, dance covers of, of like Geneva from final fantasy seven and, and a dance cover of uh, clash on the big bridge. It's one of the 32 covers of clash on the big bridge. And, uh, and so there, there's some good stuff in there, but the event scene that comes out from there, from that one is uh, this, uh, the, 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 the music video, it's basically, it's the first 14 games. And it, they basically spend like a couple seconds on each game and like they'll bring in like one little melody from each game from one to 14. Uh, and it's really well done. And uh, if, if you're if you're really into some people, it makes them cry. It didn't make me cry this time, but it's made me cry in the past. Anyway, I really enjoy this game. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, and uh, Rob Roberts says the 15 erasure. That video, though, came out for during Curtain Call. So that video, like that song is in Curtain Call, which was a 3DS game. It was before Final Fantasy 15 came out. There is another version of the song that doesn't have a video in the back that I believe has 15 in it uh, because they made a new version, a new retrospective medley for Final Bar Line, which does have 15 in it. Uh, But the Curtain Call one, obviously, it was like 2014, and I don't think 15 was out yet. In 2014. Esther and Matt asks, how is the latency on your projector? 
uh, do you need to do a lot of adjusting? So believe it or not, I did all the, the, the stuff and it's like, it's actually not that bad because I've got a projector that was recommended for gaming. Uh, so I think like my, there is a way that you can do a calibration. It lets you hit 16 notes to see how it is. And it's like shows like negative five. Like I actually have the same latency settings for when I'm streaming and going through a capture card as I do on my projector downstairs. So it, it's not that bad. Uh, the Breakman says the Mystic Quest Erasure. Hey, there are eight songs in this game from Mystic Quest. The medley only does the numbered one, two, three. It, it doesn't go into any of the other, like even the side ones. Uh, but no, there are eight game, eight songs from Mystic Quest in the, here. Uh, they they did it right. Um, this game is fan service. The game because all of the backgrounds are tailored to whatever song you're playing. Um, so, uh, so, and, and I remember this from the 3DS, like when, like the world ends with you came out on the 3DS curtain call, it was DLC. You actually walked through Neo Tokyo. That was the background. So I'm sure that's going to be the case again. Um, and, uh, you know, so the, the, and you know, the different abilities and, and stuff for each of the, the, the characters and stuff like they did this right. Um, Rob Roberts says, even Final Fantasy games you literally can't play if you wanted to, like Mobius, are there. Um, and uh, Fistream says, there's no brave Exvius, though. That surprised me. Um, and Rob Roberts says, Nier, because there's going to be some other Square Enix titles that are not Kingdom Hearts. Nier is coming. That DLC is coming in. Uh, no new characters are getting are being brought in. But um, Nier is coming. Live Alive is coming. Uh, they did actually release Live Alive on the 3DS, because I will say, even though the 3DS eShop's closing next month, I bought uh, Megalomania, which is not Megalovania. It's Megalomania. I actually bought that on the 3DS curtain call earlier this week because I'm like, I want to play Theater Rhythm and I don't want to play the demo anymore. So I'm going to pull up my 3DS and I'm like 99 cents. Yeah, I'll buy it with my eShop funds. Uh, so I know that was there. And uh, But yeah, Nier's soundtrack is incredible and it's been great. Right now, Romancing Saga, it's the Saga series, is the DLC that's out now. Uh, and I played through those songs actually last night, and they were pretty good. Um, there were Chrono songs uh, that are coming. They were on the 3DS as well, but they've got the Chrono, uh, the Chrono Trigger and the Chrono Cross Pack coming soon. So I paid the $100 uh, to do it, uh, to, to get all of those, because I knew I was going to want them anyway. And I've already spent like 20 to 25 hours in the game, so I consider it $100 well spent. If you don't want to wait for all the Chrono Cro songs, you can still... Uh, you can't use your credit card on it, but you can put wall, uh, funds in your Nintendo eShop account. And if you have a 3DS, you can get Theater Rhythm Curtain Call digitally. And you can still buy the DLC that includes all the Chrono Trigger DLC. You can get that now and you don't have to wait. So uh, if you haven't been able to tell, I really like this game. And uh, I, uh, I I think that if you are into rhythm games, uh, you should uh, you, you should check this out. The demo is out. It is only PS4 and Switch right now. I've heard some people say maybe they're going to do a PC version. And some people have said, I've heard they're going to do a PC version. And I haven't heard that. So uh, I have it on the Switch because I'm going to play it. I, I tend to play them. Uh, it, this is a game that I will play like on an airplane. Um, that's actually what I played a lot on when I had my 3DS on the airplane. I was playing Curtain Call. Because um, it's, you know, you can play it in like four minute chunks and then, you know, you can, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you, you can check your surroundings and things like that. It's a really great pick up and play for very short amounts of time game. And so I got it on Switch. 
um, the PS4 version uh, and the PS5 version, you get quicker load times, but it's it's the same game. Uh, it's down to controller preference at that point. Um, the graphics are the same. Uh, the PS5 obviously is going to have instant load times. Uh, but other than that, they are the same. I did play the demo on both, and they're the same. Rob Roberts says, PC version would open up to mods, great for consumers, bad for Square Enix. Honestly, if you want to play a game like this, get Trombone Champ, and then they've got uh, One Winged Angel in Trombone Champ, and it's got Sephiroth with a really, really long trombone. Uh, and he even kills the tromboner that you are at the very beginning of the song with his trombone. It is, it, it, it is fantastic. So... One thing that did come across, and it was kind of interesting because I had to read some uh, websites that were in Spanish. So some of this information is from uh, from Google Translate, but uh, it was reported in English, and I went to the source, which was in Spanish. Uh, and it's about future games in the series. Now, this is the last. Square Enix has said this is it for fin- uh, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy. This is it. They're not doing it anymore. That's why it's called Final Bar Line. It's it. That doesn't necessarily mean that the studio that makes it, which is Indie Zero, is done with it. Go Nintendo reports that Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line is coming to the Switch on February 16th, 2023, and the culmination of all things Theater Rhythm. Um, so uh, it appears that the dev team is considering this installment to be be-all, end-all with the Theater Rhythm series, but that doesn't mean there's no room for spinoffs. Uh, so Theater Rhythm producer Ichiro Hazama and director Mas- uh, Masanobu Su- Suzui are doing the rounds with press to talk about Final Bar Line, but they're also fielding potential uh, questions about potential future installments. While nothing is set in stone, the duo is indeed open to working with other franchises for unique Theater Rhythm in- installments. So here's one of the things that they said is... And I am... This is being... And I, I know Mike Deft is in chat, so I'm sorry, Mike Deft. I use the robots... To translate from, because I'm sure they were translating from Japanese into Spanish, and then I'm translating from Spanish to English. So we're going to hope, we're going to see. We're going to see if this is correct. Uh, but translated from th- Spanish from the original site, uh, th- quote, Theater of the Final Bar Line is the end. However, in a hypothetical situation, we would love to work with Nintendo on a musical game of Super Mario, The Legend of Zelda, or Fire Emblem. That would be fantastic. Being able to work with such amazing music that already play has a large established fan base, of course, that's just a dream now, unquote. And then another site also in Spanish also had a, a little, uh, they asked the question, got kind of a different way of phrasing the answer. Uh, so, and this was from Suzui, from Suzui-san, quote, from Square Enix's perspective, I don't think it's absolutely impossible. We could get them to give us the rights and collaborate in that way. From the end user perspective, many people ask for this kind of thing, especially Nintendo franchises. For example, Tales, Theatrhythm Tales, or Theatrhythm Pokemon, or just a Nintendo Theatrhythm game in general. Looks like people want to see something like that. By the way, Tales is a Nam- Bandai Namco franchise and they all laugh that said i think final fantasy is the most suitable franchise for theater rhythm i think there are so many types of music in final fantasy you have the scouting music the battle music the event music you can fill all those categories with only with final fantasy the fact that we still want to include more and how we have to select them that we haven't run out of music to use shows that final fantasy really is the most suitable franchise for this kind of game unquote so uh i would be down for this type of gameplay with other uh, with other franchises. I absolutely would. That's why I was so disappointed that Kingdom Hearts went in a different direction uh, because a theater than Kingdom Hearts is what I wanted. 
And in Indie Zero has worked with Nintendo before. I believe like that uh, Hyrule Crept of the Necrodancer version was done by the same studio. So they have that working relationship. I think it's more the Theatrhythm style. And I think knowing, going around Twitch, and like I got, I got to say, like my sample size is small. It's like, you know, maybe on two hands, but not, I don't need three hands to count. How many people I have heard say, yeah, I bought the $100 version, just like me. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that have spent the $100 for this game. And I, maybe Square Enix is looking. They're like, oh, oh. Then again, this is the same company that said uh, Tomb Raider failed because it only sold like 2 million copies or something like that. Um, but maybe this will be like, okay, well, may- maybe we don't want to make this the final one. You know, uh, as Sharon Amat says, everyone is the problem. Yes, everyone is the problem. I'm the problem. You're the problem. Every we're all the problem. But hey, if it gives us more games in the theater rhythm style, then I'm I'm proudly the problem. So there's going to be sites you're going to hear think people say, oh, theater rhythm's going to you know theater rhythm wants to do theater rhythm Nintendo. It's really just like they're answering a question that got asked to them. They're like, you know, they got asked, would you like to do a theater rhythm Nintendo? And the devs are like, of course we'd like to do a theater rhythm Nintendo. Nintendo call us, and so everybody will be like, there's going to be a theater rhythm Nintendo. No, that's not that's not what it is. So one last uh, story that I kind of want to bring up, just because it, it thankfully hasn't gotten widespread, but there's been a little bit of uh, interesting reaction to what was posted, and this is actually not about Nintendo; it's about Intellivision, uh, and it's about a game, Earthworm Jim Four. Uh, Earthworm Jim 4 uh, was canceled. It was supposed to be an Amico title uh, because a lot of the people that worked on Earthworm Jim are part, were part of Intellivision uh, and the revamped Amico. Uh, it is, uh, it's been canceled. So there was a, um, a tweet, or a, a Discord message that got screenshotted and put up on Twitter that said, Earthworm Jim 4 was quietly dusted under the carpet and they hoped nobody would notice. Well, you've been waiting for 25 years for something to happen. You notice. Uh, so either they didn't have the license to do it and Interplay slapped them on the wrist, which is the worst case scenario, or everything went pear-shaped with the Amico and they decided to call it quits. I don't have the answers. I'm in the dark with anybody, everybody else. Now, the funny thing is, that screenshot got turned into Intellivision never had the rights to Earthworm Jim because they basically said, I. they took out the I think part and reported it as fact. In fact, the person who originally said that even actually said that um, uh, essentially it was speculation on, on their part. And uh, they've actually said that uh, I've uh, deleted, that they've deleted everything they said. Uh, they're retracting the whole thing. They, they don't because everybody's now reporting that Intellivision didn't have the Earthworm Jim license, which I don't believe for a second. I believe they actually did have the license. Uh, there are many other problems. I don't think licensing was one of them. It's a likely scenario, but there, there were people that went out and reported that it was fact. And even the person who literally said it said, no, it's not fact. I don't know. I gave some ideas of what it could be. And everybody's like, well, I mean, you're a big name in this community. Uh, whoever, the, and I'm not in the community, so I don't know that. But like, because there's a Twitter thread underneath between the person who uh, quoted this person. Uh, and they're like, well, I mean, we're not going to hear from anybody else. So you're the best source. And that the person that said all this is like, all right, I've learned a lesson. Never give my own opinions because people are taking this person's opinions as fact. So um, 
and Dark Tia says, I assume Tommy was still in touch with the the creators. It wasn't the creators, it's the license from Interplay. Interplay owns the Earthworm Jim license. You can have the original creators all you want for any of this stuff. If you don't have the license, you can't make a new game in it, which is why you find from the creators of da 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 it's because they don't have the license to make another one of those things. Um and so that's when you will get from the creators of this bring you this. Uh, so that that so even though the original creators are here, Interplay owns the license, uh, and uh, and and at one point did have you know I'm sure they had their ducks in a row on that. There were many other things that went wrong. I don't think that was one of the problems. I still don't think the Amico is happening. I am still getting uh, raked over the coals uh, for my interview, which is still up on YouTube. I probably should remove it from YouTube. But uh, when I interviewed Tommy back at the uh, beginning of the pandemic. Uh, apparently a two hour Tommy hit piece used it uh, on, on YouTube. I got multiple people saying, Hey, I just saw you in this video. And it's essentially a portion of my show, uh, where Tommy was talking about his past in the industry. And he said he was the first American to work on Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, unfortunately I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of everybody who's ever worked on the Sonic franchise, but it turns out that wasn't true. He was not the first American to work on the Sonic franchise and the fact that I didn't push back and fact check him real time uh, apparently angered Reddit. And then it got in this guy's video. So uh, I, I apologize for not having that encyclopedic knowledge when I w- didn't research Sonic franchise because I didn't know he was going to bring it up. Uh, but yeah, so uh, if you're watching because of that video, it's a blink and you miss a cameo, thankfully. But my name's totally on the screen and everything for the five seconds I was in there. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't know my Sonic lore off the top of my head. Uh, but the Amico, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm never getting my $50 back. I'm not getting a system. I'm pretty sure um, the, the console did exist. There are there are versions of the console. They just couldn't mass produce it, and I think it's too late. We're going to take a very quick music break, uh, and then I'll talk to Rob, and we're going to see what's going on over there. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show in the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Hey, this is Aaron Toplitsky, a.k.a. YYR, and you're listening to the Bobby Blackwell Show, featuring the best, the very best, as in number one, numero uno, most super multitasker in the world, in our hearts. The one and only Bobby Blackwell on the VOG Network at VOGNetwork.com. Oh, oh, we're back. I had my theater of the curtain call thing open. I have little stickers in here. There, there's there's little stickers in this thing. I was see that I, I I never did the the chibi stickers that were in anyway. Uh, welcome back to the Bobby Blackwell Show. If you want to uh, leave a bumper, you do not have to be uh, a game designer or anything like that or, or multitasking. Uh, don't don't be me. Uh, all you got to do is uh, contact me, and I just need an audio or a video file of just your boy's, uh, voice. I will choose which DMCA violation I will put uh, in the back uh, behind it, uh, and then maybe I can play some bumpers that are a little more recent. Uh, so uh, that would be awesome. I would love to hear from you on there. Contact me on Discord or on um, over Mastodon. I'm on the mstdn.games instance uh, or other social media. Uh, but vognetwork.com sl- uh, slash Discord is our Discord server. So uh, coming up next here on the Voice of Geeks Network, 
at twitch.tv slash VOG Network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. Uh, and I like to check in with them and see what's going on over there. Uh, because I, I hear that Rob got something uh, this week that uh, that even I was like, I could get that too this week. I could just see it. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? Hi, how are you, Bobby? I, I am doing well. I'm ready to get back to theater rhythm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of jones. I'm kind of jonesing. I'm like, I I have already played today, so I've already played the today's top hits, but it was like at you know, four in the morning this morning. Uh, <laughs> what is sleep? Um, but I walked into a store this week, and uh, I actually saw something on the shelf, and it w- it was this it was this thing it was called the PlayStation Five. I and, know, and, hard and, to believe they actually exist, huh? And, and I could actually like walk. In, I could have left with it. I could have paid money and left with it. I couldn't walk out without paying money. It was behind a thing. I, but I see that you also might have seen one on the shelf. I sure did. Yeah. Uh, Finally, my rule about I'm not buying a PlayStation 5 until I can walk into the store and buy one. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? I was able to walk into the store and buy one. I was a little nervous about are they going to announce a hardware refresh soon? But I decided to hedge my bets on with the PlayStation VR 2 on the way. Probably not. Yeah, I think they're going to try to to focus on that, even though I know the rumors are out there. It's also why I haven't gotten a Steam Deck yet, even though I think we heard something today that they're like, no, we're not going to refresh the Steam Deck hardware just yet. And so, Sure, they say that now. They say that, yeah, everybody says a lot of things. Yeah. We've, what, we've also heard people say, oh, they're definitely going to put out a Switch Pro this year, and that was like two years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rumors and sources is my favorite thing. So what do you what do you think of the PS5? I know I know you played it at my place when I had it. So I know you yeah. had already had a little bit of experience. I had you do Astrobots playroom and stuff so you could feel the controller. But but now that you have it in your house, what what are your thoughts on it? It's been nice to kind of experience more of like the haptic feedback type of features. I know, mm-hmm. again, you know, when I did play for a brief period um, at your house, I got to experience that a little bit. But really, mm-hmm. you know, going in depth with the game, um, I bought I picked up Returnal uh, for mm-hmm. PlayStation 5. Returnal was actually down to $18. I don't know if that's because the um, uh, PC version is on mm-hmm. the way or what have you, but it was, you know, very reasonably priced. So I was like, OK, this is a good title for me to pick up. And I've heard a lot of good things about it mm-hmm. uh, and being able to experience like the oh, like the whole like half trigger, the whole trigger trigger kind of actually doing different things in the game uh was really kind of interesting it's also kind of the thing i feel like takes the most getting used to i'm not sure i love it um in that aspect the fact that like a half trigger does like Mm -hmm. a one type of aim and a full press does another that's specifically i like the fact that haptic is in the the thing and i think that's what really sets that controller apart and now i understand what people are kind of saying when comparing it to xbox series x which doesn't really have any of that um, but yeah, otherwise the the system itself is is pretty comparable to what I already had on Series X as far as like the faster loading times, you know, with the you know solid state drive and everything. I do think the PlayStation Five interface is is pretty nice. Uh, it took a little getting used to. It's not exactly like PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's nice. Yeah. So yeah, overall, um, I'm pretty happy. But funny enough, the game I'm spending the most time with on my PS Five right now, Theater Rhythm. You know, it's it's nice that the PlayStation Four games just work without. Yeah. You know, I don't even, you know, my digital library games are all there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was nice. Another thing, I'm going to be honest, another thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was I was like, oh, I could grab everything in that PlayStation collection before they turned it off in May. Mm -hmm. So that was probably exactly what they were doing by announcing that, but that's fine. Um, So I grabbed all those games. So it is kind of nice that like, wow, okay, all these games I've built up over the years over PlayStation Plus and everything, like I have a pretty big library Mm -hmm. without needing any of my discs. 
and it automatically does your save games. You can download the save games. For, so if you start them on PS4, you can continue on PS5. Xbox does that too, but like it's yeah. it's still it's a it's a perk. It's a benefit of PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it is, and, and it makes it a lot easier. So no, I, I I've I like that. Um, I haven't used my PS5 all that much right now. Um, mm-hmm. but but uh, now I, I will say I guess we should give a PSA. Uh, regarding you know pre-ordered games, which firmware on the PS5 should you be on? Um, that depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking to play games on release day, don't go to the beta. Um, because uh, for those that might have been over on my channel, um, before you went live, uh, I was experiencing 30 minutes of frustration because Theater of them had that little countdown clock mm-hmm. to when it unlocked. And I tried to go launch the game and I got caught in a loop on the store. I would not be able to actually launch the game. And, you know, with with chat there, because, of course, you know, every techie in the room wants to try to walk you through the problem, which is fine. I know that's what I do when I I live stream. Um, But, you know, it was like, okay, uninstall the game, reinstall the game, redo this or uh, power, turn it off and on again. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I was doing all those things live. Finally, uh, it kind of came to the realization, like the one thing I haven't tried doing is reverting the beta. Uh, And that was from looking at other streamers. And I realized, wait, these other folks. Oh, no, it was somebody came into my chat saying, oh, you're having the same problem I am. You can't launch this on PlayStation 5. And I, I asked, I said, are you in the beta? And this guy said, I am. I said, I'm uninstalling the beta. And sure enough, once I reverted, which took a couple minutes, the game launched fine, like nothing was wrong. Yeah. So that's the downside. I will say, though, on the upside, when I did have the beta installed, that Discord integration is really nice because I do use Discord to play Final Fantasy XIV. And I was playing Final Fantasy XIV a little bit on PlayStation 5. Why? To get trophies and mm-hmm. get some of the unlocks from, you know, the, the year's worth of progress I've made in that game. Um, so Shane and I use Discord a lot when we're playing, and it was actually really nice to be able to integrate that within the PlayStation 5 and have that all be seamless. So that part of it, yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to the Discord stuff coming out of um, uh, beta because yeah. that stuff was really cool. And, and now I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's safe to install the beta now or what. Like I've, I've been a little yeah. hesitant to install it again. But I suppose that's something I could yeah. do. Maybe I'll try it later tonight because I don't plan on streaming theater them again tonight. But I probably will tomorrow. So I'll probably try to get that sorted before yeah. I play it again. Now, Questbuster does say, you know, here's the thing because I think Breakman made it made a funny joke, but like I, in, sometimes he made a joke. I'm not going to say funny, but it was something about maximizing that PS5 performance about playing PS4 games on your PS5. But Questbuster mm-hmm. said, I loaded Kingdom Come on my PS5, and the faster hard drive was much better for it. Loads on the PS4 were torturous for this game. That's what I would wound up do. I have an external USB drive. That mm-hmm. I had on my PS4, and I was able to just bring that over to the PS5, and it read everything just fine. Everything yeah. was cool. But then, uh, it, what what it was for me is Persona Five Strikers came out mm-hmm. after the PS5 came out, but it was a PS4 game. And initially, I had it on that U- external USB hard drive that for the PS4 games. And at one point, I was like, I'm just going to move it to the internal and see what happens. And yes, the load times it was so much nicer to play that PS4 game on the PS5's internal drive. So that right there is probably worth, uh, you know, getting a PS5, even if you're still playing PS4 games, if you can get one. And then now you're ready for Final Fantasy 16 or yep. any of the other, you know, the story-driven games that you're going to find on Seven. the PS5. Seven Rebirth is also supposedly this year, which, by the yeah. way, I was actually surprised. The Seven Remake, I was able to pull the PlayStation 5 version and play without having my PS4 disc. And I was like... How did they, because I thought you had to have that to prove the licensing. So mm-hmm. I 
maybe I pulled the PlayStation Plus version without realizing it. I don't. You probably I really did. don't remember. But uh, yeah, let me play the PlayStation Five version. No problem. Did so it let you nice. play the DLC? I haven't tried the DLC. That's the part that they don't let you. You couldn't get mm. the. Uh, you could get the PS Five because, like, so what? What they basically said is like, if you have the PS Four version. You can get like the PS5, ver- but like you couldn't get Remake Integrate on the PlayStation Plus version or something like that. There was something that was that was stopping them. I don't Interesting. know. So. Interesting. Well, I'll have to look into it. I mean, I'll find my disc eventually, but yeah. it's just, you know, all my games are still pretty much in a box because I don't use disc games right now. You yeah. know, with with Xbox Game Pass and PC having been the bulk of my gaming since I moved into this place, especially since I got the new rig, I'm not really using it, yeah. which is funny i was advocating for keeping discs around just like you know a couple of years ago but the reality is here i am it's it's just much easier to you do digital right also now. have an unlimited data cap you don't have a data cap yes that is that is also that's why i don't that's changed you know. yes so i still have a data cap so i still like my disc but i did put uh my disc of the witcher ps4 which mm. is not the complete edition it was just the original the witcher 3 uh, mm-hmm. I put that in and was able to upgrade to the PS5 version from the disc. So I know that oh, was like cool. an open question in December when they announced the the next gen upgrade. Uh, I was able to use my basically my launch day. I didn't buy it on launch day. I bought it used. But the launch day version of The Witcher Three totally upgraded to the PS3 ver- or the PS5 version of nice. The Witcher Three. Nice. So, so yeah. So, uh, but uh, you're enjoying theater rhythm as much as I am. It sounds like love it. Yep. Yeah, I have streamed every minute of my gameplay. I've not played yeah. any of it off stream, but I would say even then, I think I don't think I've ever done a stream longer than like four hours. And I did last night. I did four and a half hours. Um, do like you need a, to call like your a, doctor? Like, like a, no, the God, do you know most normal normal streamers I watch go for like seven eight hours yes. in every session? It's it's wild. So I was like, uh oh, I'm starting to go with that life. But like, I would say what I probably did three hours the first night, three mm-hmm. hours the second, four hours the third. So I've probably streamed about ten hours of my gameplay so far, yeah. and I still I I'm still only through maybe half the songs. Yeah, no, and I, I've played for like twenty hours. I only streamed the first hour because I realized like I'm I was struggling a little bit with like the latency and having to be on mm. all the time. You know, you know, on in terms of like personality and stuff. So it is hard. Like in the whole, somebody actually called out like, "How in the heck do you read chat while you yeah. play the game?" And I'm just like very, very carefully and twenty one years of practicing reading a chat room while I'm live on air. Yeah, like <laughs> just. Yeah. And and I was able to do it some as well, but you know it's it's like I just this was one of my chill games on the 3ds, and so that's kind of what I'm playing as now. And also, it means I can play the basic versions of songs and not get called out. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Which you got to do what you got to do. Uh, so, what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Launch Radio tonight? Well, believe it or not, there are some things that don't have to do with theater them going on in the news what? this week. Let's I know. Let's talk about the recent Metroid Prime remaster is actually under a little bit of heat this week for something that happens in the credits yep. of the game. So we'll talk a little bit about that uh, uh, coming up on the show tonight. Also, Tetris Effect uh, is getting some new modes in mm-hmm. celebration of the uh, PSVR 2 release, undoubtedly. Uh, similar to what we were talking about with No Man's Sky earlier, almost certainly getting a big patch this week uh, with the Emoji T. So um, looks like uh, maybe a few of those will be getting patches. And then uh, another movie I think many of us are looking forward to is actually getting a game this time. Unfortunately, Megan, you know, I love that movie. It did not have a video game tie in, but it Mm -hmm. does sound like Cocaine Bear will have a video game tie in 
of of sorts. And we'll talk about that coming up on OLR. Is that Naughty Bear or just is it? I that's do not think it has anything to do with Naughty Bear. That, that's a throwback uh, more for like, to do with Pac-Man. That's the, the throwback to like two of you out no, there who know. knows what we're talking about. All right. Orange Sounds Radio is up next. Uh, I will be alone next week. You have fun next week. That's right. We won't be here next week, but have a, uh, I, I don't know if maybe Jamie or Matt will be around to talk to you instead, but have a wonderful show and a wonderful week and I will enjoy a wonderful vacation. All right. Orange Sounds Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always. So uh, that is it for me. Like we just said, I will be here next Sunday night. Orange Lounge Radio will not be here on Sunday night. Uh, next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Come, uh, come join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, you can find us. Uh, Discord server is vognetwork.com slash Discord. Or you can find me on social media at Bobby Blackwolf. At most platforms, I am on the mstdn.games Mastodon instance if you want to follow me there. But it's also Bobby Blackwolf there. Uh, so uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody. But it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this work without the people who go above and beyond. More than just being here. We had a hype train. We started the show with a hype train before I even said a word. Uh, so I kind of maybe maybe that's the issue is that I need to not say words and we'll get more hype train. But thank you so much, Mike Deft, for the resubscription. The big five zero. Uh, Tiger Claw resubscribe. Thank you so much for that. And then we got a bunch of cheers uh, to get the hype train closed. Sean three two two cheered one hundred bits, saying a hype train is close. Then the hype train showed up, and then cheered another two hundred bits, saying woo hype. Maybe I should do it the GD hype. Do the GDQ way there. Uh, Orange right cheered one hundred bits, and then Sean three two two cheered another two hundred bits to get us to the level two hype train, which is where we ended up. Thank you so much. That is awesome. It uh, it's really uh, y- y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for that. I could gush over how awesome y'all are. I could hit the button to get the music going so we could get to OLR. Thank you so much. Uh, play Theater Rhythm if you like rhythm games. I promise I will talk about it less, but I'll probably still talk about it next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom, although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.